You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast brought to you by BetOnline AG. Make sure you use our code CLNS50 to receive your bonus, uh, 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit, all that good stuff. Uh a little bit of a strange lead up to this game. I'll just let everybody know right now because a, it's my birthday. I don't need to hear anything about happy it. Happy birthday! I don't celebrate birthdays, uh, and it's also Festivus. So, you know, we might, me and Evan might have an air, airing of grievances here or, or something at some point. But I uh, wanted to welcome in uh, Evan Lazar, CLNS Patriots beat writer. He also has a podcast. This is it the Patriots beat podcast with Alex yes. Bart? Is that what it yep. is? You got it. I got that right. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out Evan's work. Evan does good work. You've read him at BSJ on occasion. Um, You'll probably be reading him a lot more on BSJ uh, going forward in the new year, but uh, that's for another day. But Evan, thanks for uh, stopping in. Um, Appreciate you doing this on a little bit short notice, but thanks, man. No, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Excited to do it. Uh, So let's – so – Patriots come off the loss in Indy. Uh, they now have a Bills game, which is it's huge. I mean, this is the AFC East Championship. It means a lot in terms of home field, possible buy, top seed in the conference. Like they, it, it's a must-win game for both teams, really. If you, you know, if you want to go far, if you have dreams of a Super Bowl, I mean, it's going to be really tough for the loser to do much of anything. Might even be tough for the Bills to make the playoffs if they lose this game. Uh, so a tremendous game coming up this weekend. Uh, I have not looked closely at the, I'm trying to look at it now about the, the weather report for Sunday, uh, high of 40 times of sun and clouds. It is going to be a little bit windy. Uh, it says wind at 15 miles an hour, wind gusts 30 miles an hour. So that's interesting. Of course, not like the Monday night matchup in Buffalo. Um, it's a lot like I assume it's going to be a lot like today, which is not good out. If you've been out in New England, it's not a good day. It It is a high of 30. So it's more like the wind chill is 20. But I don't know if I'm Mac Jones. I don't think it's a very good day to throw the football. And it'll be interesting to see how the Patriots play it on Sunday. But, Evan, um, first, I, I just wanted to start off because you pay um, closer attention to this than I do as a beat writer. Uh, how would you say the mood is around the players, 
uh, in their press conferences this week leading into this game after the, of course, the, the Colts loss, which ended their winning streak. How do they, how do they seem tight, loose? How do how would you describe that? Well, I, I think that there's, there's two ways that this could go, right? Either you use it as fuel you have that sour taste in your mouth from the Colts loss, or it's a loss that snowballs on you. And some of the mistakes that we saw, some of the self-inflicted wounds in particular by the Patriots start to rear their ugly heads over and over and over again. So I think for the team, the focus is on using it as a productive loss instead of using it as something that is going to get out of control on them and lead down a bad path. And, I don't know. I don't know if we'll we'll really have a great feel of which way it's going until they get out there on Sunday and we see how they play the Bills. But right now it feels like they are a little bit back into that two and four mindset. That was the mantra during the win streak was that we got to keep the two and four mindset, the bitter taste in our mouths from starting two and four. That's what's going to fuel us. The bye week, the reading your press clippings a little bit after the Monday night win in Buffalo. I think some of those things contributed to the Patriots mm-hmm. getting a little bit loose. I mean, maybe a little bit too loose. So hopefully this, this loss does light a fire under them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought, you know, I'm not one. And, and of course everybody knows I'm not, you know, a Patriots homer or anything like that. And I'm not one to be like, Oh, well they lost a game and it was good. You know, like it it, uh, there are such things as good losses. And I just think that I think that the team and the fan base kind of needed a loss like that the other day, just sort of, sort of, you know, check themselves, be a little bit more humble. I liked hearing Jamie Collins. It was very early in the week, him talking about humble pie. That's something I wrote in my column off of the game saying like, I think this team needed a dose of humble pie just to recenter themselves and be like, all right, you know, this isn't going to be easy. We're not just going to execute well all the time. We got to fight through some things. Um, so I think I think they are in a, a good mindset, and I think they I think they realize what the stakes are on Sunday. Uh, of course, you know I'm sure Belichick is pounding that in. Um, the Buffalo Bills, since we saw them in that Monday night game, they lost 33-27 to the Bucks in the game that they fell behind 27 to nothing. I think it was. Um, or 24 to nothing, uh, whatever it was. And then they beat the Panthers. Now, a couple of things I, I sort of wanted to say about that, and Evan, I'll see if you um, agree with me. Everybody knows that I've been critical of Josh Allen the entire time. I, I'm not relenting on that. Basically, every time I watch him, I see what the, the issues that I have with him. But I got to admit, the second half against Tampa – and I'm not gonna. And he was part of the problem, just like Mac Jones was part of the problem in falling behind the Colts. Like I'm not gonna absolve him of that, but the desperation that he played with against a you know a pretty good defense. I mean, they're not a great defense. They have some issues in the secondary. Tampa does, um, and obviously they solved some of the pressure issues from the first half and the second half. Uh, but you know him running, him throwing. You know, I got to say, he he really impressed me in that second half to where I was like, maybe this is a turning point for him. Maybe this is where it clicks for him and he understands it. But then he goes out against Carolina and I didn't think he played very well. Like if if Carolina had a real field goal kicker and their quarterback wasn't Cam Newton, it was somebody who's better than Cam Newton. That's a dogfight until the end that game. And he made a he made a dumbass interception. He took another dumbass sack. You know, when the team didn't need him to. So 
I guess I'm right back to square one with Josh Allen and, and sort of Evan, how do you assess Allen? Because look, I think the bills are at the point now after losing Cole Beasley, they don't have much of a running game. I think their offensive line stinks, especially compared to, you know, the Patriots front seven. I think this is going to be, and it's a do or die game. I think this is all going to be Josh Allen running, throwing. It's going to be the Josh Allen show that we thought we were going to get on Monday night before the weather. How do you assess where Allen is at this point coming into this matchup? It's tricky because on the one hand, you see plays like the touchdown pass he threw to Gabriel Davis against Carolina, where that play kind of is a microcosm to me of everything that Josh Allen is about because they were the, – he held the ball, right? Like it wasn't a timing route. It wasn't a throw that, that really was a a great read, so to speak. But despite that, he's able to extend the play a little bit and then make a throw that only a couple of quarterbacks in the league can make in the middle of the field to Gabriel Davis, throwing him open against some pretty tight coverage and making a just great throw on that touchdown. But what I see from him continuously, and I'm sure I've read your stuff and listened to you as well about Josh Allen. It's probably like we're on the same page here is hesitancy, just Mm -hmm. hesitancy and a little bit of happy feet at times, I would say behind his offensive line. And I've spoken to a lot of uh, Bill's reporters this week. We've been doing crossover podcasts all week long and stuff like that. And a lot of those guys obviously credit a lot of Allen's, just skittishness behind his offensive line to the fact that their O-line stinks, right? Their their O-line has been terrible all year and it's really thrown his game off. But I look at what Carolina did and this was a building blueprint off of a bunch of other games that they've played this year, basically outside of the New England game. And it's a lot of cover two shells, right? You sit back and cover two, you force Allen to beat you underneath with the quick timing rhythm-based passing game. And he doesn't want to do it. He had Cole Beasley open, multiple times in that game against Carolina on just quick stick routes or underneath routes with the verticals clearing out the coverage. And he didn't want to take it. And he holds the ball. Then he throws the ball in the dirt or or something like that. Or he tries to extend the play and make a a hero play. And sometimes it works out like the Gabriel Davis throw and, and they get what they want. But other times it leads to some inconsistencies for the offense as a whole. So I don't want to completely put it on Josh Allen because I do think his offensive line is a big reason why his play has declined Mm -hmm. a little bit this year but the lack of poise in the pocket and faith in the pocket to stand there and make a couple of different reads against zone coverage it seems like every time a defense plays zone he sits there he holds the football he holds the football and then he gets himself into trouble and has to get himself out of it and that that's where they're at right now with this entire offense to the point where they've schemed up a lot of run pass options, bootleg concepts, things to give him easier defined reads where he doesn't have to sit there and read through an entire progression. Yeah. That's part of the reason why, you know, I, me personally, and you know, a lot of NFL teams are limited in their ability to do this. Um, but I personally, if I were an offensive coordinator going against this Patriots defense, I would, if I were the Bills, I'd basically go back to the K gun. I would go shotgun, spread the Patriots out, run at times with Allen or whoever's in the backfield with them, you know, sprinkle in some gun runs, sprinkle in some, you know, design QB stuff, and then just 
you know, because you don't want to get condensed against the Patriots because then their disguise comes in, their coverage disguises, their pressure disguises. If I'm spreading them the hell out and so I know where everybody's coming from and it takes, you know, the guys from the second level, if they're coming, it takes them a while. I don't know if Dayball will do that. That's what I would do. That's why I'm a little bit fearful of this matchup because I do think the, the Bills on a good day have all the pieces to sort of, you know, control the ball and score a lot of points against the Patriots, but we'll see. I, if they're really serious about winning this game, they have to make Josh Allen's running ability a central focus of yeah. this game. I mean, it's do or die. Like, what are you waiting for? Because we've seen the Patriots with athletic quarterbacks who run that dual threat option. They have a ton of problems with that. And I, I'm I'm doing that. I'm doing whatever they did in Tampa Bay. I'm doing that again. And here's one thing, Evan, this will be a little bit controversial. And I'm not, I'm not advocating that anybody should go out and hurt anybody. But if I were a Patriots player, say a Dante Hightower or a Jamie Collins or you know somebody very big and strong in the middle of the Patriots line, uh, I'm taking a couple shots at Josh Allen. Like, yeah. I'm taking a couple of high shots at Josh Allen. Like, if he wants to do that. Uh, you know, I'll take the penalty if he wants to do that. If they want to run, if he wants to scramble, I'm, uh, I'm taking those chances, and pu- they have to punish him. They have to make him think that it's not okay. They do that if he if if they get a couple hard shots on him, uh, I think that sort of changes the game. Um, I, you know, along those same lines, I'm a little bit scared for the Patriots in this matchup. I don't I, I don't know what it is. I have a gut feeling. I I think that. The way that the Monday night game went down sort of gives the Bills a better um, better mental approach coming into this game. You know, I think they they should be embarrassed about what happened on Monday night. And when that happens, that sort of brings people in tighter. Um, I think that the weather, if it if the wind is gusty, I think definitely favors the Bills because I think Josh Allen could throw in any wind, as we saw in Buffalo. Uh, I don't think Mac Jones can do that. I think I think he he will be limited against the wind and a crosswind, things like that. So I'm I'm a little bit uh, scared for this game. Uh, I'm gonna play a little fill in the blank with you here, Evan. Um, Patriots have the biggest biggest advantage over the Bills. Where in this game? Clearly in the trenches, right? On both sides, I would say because. Not only did the Bills' offensive line not been good, especially in run blocking all year long, Deion Dawkins still on the COVID list. When they flipped Spencer Brown to left tackle last week against Carolina, he was a disaster. Multiple penalties. <laughs> Brian Burns had his way with him. I would think that if that's the matchup with Matthew Judon, that could be a long day again for Spencer Brown over there on the left side. So I look at that side of the football and think the Patriots have a distinct advantage with their D line against the Bills offensive line. And then obviously, although I think Mac Jones is going to have to make some throws in this game and it's not going to be as simple for Mac as it was the last time out. I still think that the Patriots will have some advantages in the run game. And there are still some things that the Bills are having trouble with. I, I looked closely at that Bucks tape because you have an offense that's at least somewhat similar stylistically Mm -hmm. and conceptually to the Patriots. And they still had trouble with Fournette and they still had trouble stopping run blocking schemes with pullers in particular. He took that one. uh, He had the buck sweep with the center and the guard pulling and he took it 47 yards to the house against this bill's defense. So they still 
can't fit up anything with the polar. They still have issues with out of their nickel defense, stopping the run. Their D line is still soft in my mind compared to the Patriots offensive line. So if the Patriots can once again, make this a game about who's tougher and who's stouter in the trenches, then they have an advantage there over Buffalo. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, I agree with you. I just, I, I think the bills defensively up front just aren't, this would this is what I don't get. Like, you know, you're in the same division as the Patriots. You know that their offensive line is pretty good. You know that they're rebuilding at the quarterback position. They're going to have to rely on the run. And I don't understand why they've gone so sort of soft and finesse on the edges. And I I do not like their linebackers. I never have. I know a lot of Edmonds gets talked up a lot, but I just don't see it. The Patriots seem to target him every single game, misdirection, things like that, and he's never in the right spot. Hughes is a strictly a pass rusher on the edge. Rousseau's a, uh, you know, he's a, he's a rookie. He's a pass rusher too. Like, how are you going to – Patriots see those guys and they pummel those guys, you know? Yeah. They're just going to be cracking them with Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry and Nikhil Harry, yeah. and they're just going to keep Oliver doing the pin pull is a upfield rusher not somebody that's really a a run defender also yeah i mean star uh how do you pronounce his name there you go he i mean he's really good when he's healthy uh but he's He's really only one guy but edmund uh matt milano is you know he's a run and hit uh linebacker he doesn't really take on blockers you know they get to the second level on him um i i just think they're they're soft against the run and i don't i that's just going to – if the Patriots win, that's going to be the way they do it. Like you said, just like what the Bucks did and, you know, pulling people and pummeling people and getting downhill on the Bills, they can't hold up against that. They can't. They want to get They want to get you into a track meet uh, and, you know, a throwing meet, and I don't see the Patriots doing that. Uh, we'll dive a little bit more into the matchup in a second, but first – uh, from our partners at betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. And how about my Scarlet Knights there, uh, Evan, all of a sudden putting a Gator Bowl bid in their pocket after – they'll screw it up. You know, I, I know they will. I, I want to see the BetOnline AG uh, line on that one uh, after them being off for a month, coming back, and maybe practicing for about five days before the game. Hey, you got to love my alma mater. But anyways, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. That's CLNS50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, let's. This is a popular um, Twitter topic always, and uh, and in my chats, everyone's always like, I don't like to subscribe to it, but. Who's the X factor? Yeah, Evan, who's the X factor in this game? I think it's going to be I think it's going to be Gunna. He's going to be the X factor. But but let's go with um Patriots Patriots offense against the Bills defense. In that matchup, who do you see as sort of 
uh, an X factor for each team? Well, I always look at it just starting with the Bills defense. That safety tandem always scares me, especially against a yep. rookie quarterback because Poyer and Hyde, uh, Matt Bowen, who does a great job at ESPN uh, of rating secondaries and coverage players, rated them as the best safety duo in the NFL. And what I think is challenging the most about those guys is that they're truly interchangeable parts. And if you have a young quarterback like Mac Jones, they're able to disguise things. They're both also able to come up to the line of scrimmage and apply pressure, whether it's blitzing against the pass or filling against the run as well. So you have two guys that can play games with a rookie quarterback back there. So I always key on those two as a, as a key matchup for Mac of just knowing and identifying where both safeties are at all times, because we have seen that, that gut blitz give Mac some problems, right? The safe from the mm-hmm. safety level coming up the middle. And I think both Hyde and Poyer in a big spot could do something similar to what, the Falcons did or what I think Bayard was the safety that the Titans blitzed a couple of times that got yep. Mac on that concept. So uh, that's a big one for me in terms of the Patriots though, against this bills uh, pass defense. Cause I, I think we broke down all the advantages they still mm-hmm. have in the run game. But again, I, I do think Mac is going to have to make some throws in this game to, to win. He's not going to win another game throwing the ball three times. They're going to have to throw it a little bit more than this. So I, I look at those middle of the field receivers. I mean, Buffalo is pretty zone heavy, so I don't know if there's one particular matchup. But guys like Jacoby Myers, hopefully Kendrick Bourne is cleared for this game, and, and Hunter Henry going up against those Bills linebackers. I agree with you 100% on Milano and Edmonds. I think both those players are a little bit overrated. And the one thing that you watch on tape with them is they're really undisciplined. You can fool them with misdirection, play action, those types of things. So thinking that Buffalo is going to load up to stop the run and, and take away that part of the game for the Patriots this time around and not get pushed around like they did on that Monday night game. I think play action and and misdirection, uh, motion sweeps, things like that might have an advantage in this game for the Patriots with Buffalo almost being too aggressive and overplaying the run game. So I would look for them to try to put Edmonds and Milano in a blender in the passing game and and try to attack with those middle of the field receivers. Yeah, that's a good call. I I, I agree with all that. For for me, uh, with the Patriots offense, it's going to start with Isaiah Wynn. He's going to Look, he played terrible the other night, and we'll see, you know, what he's made out of, what kind of resiliency he has, what kind of pride he has, because it just – it was inexcusable a lot of the stuff, what he did the other day. He looked like he hadn't practiced or hadn't studied up on the game, and I'm sure he was ripped to hell this week in meetings. And so let's see how he bounces back. Uh, he needs to bounce back well because, you know, whether it's, you know, Russo or Jerry Hughes or Addison, you know – Keeping Matt clean so he can have a good game is going to be huge. And and so, it, to me, it starts with win. And, and the Bills on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, I I agree with you. I think, I think the safeties, especially after that press conference that they had on Monday night where yeah. they, you know, got snippy with the Buffalo media with, like, legit questions. And uh, I – you know, when those those two guys have been around a while, they're no strangers to pe- playing the Patriots. I think if there's any guys who feel like um, they owe something to the Patriots and they want to take something from them in this AFC East championship game, I think it's those guys, uh, Micah Hyde and and Poyer, who are who are excellent. And uh, we'll they need to have huge games if the Bills are going to win this game. So uh, we'll check that out. 
Uh, flipping it to the other side, Bill's offense against the Patriots defense. Who do you have as sort of X factors or key matchup in this game? Well, I look at a player that didn't play in the last game for the Patriots and Kyle Duggar. I think that he's going to be a massive X factor in this time around. Adrian Phillips did a good job on Dawson Knox in that matchup, but you talked about the option plays that the Bills have been running and Josh Allen running the football more in recent weeks. And I look at those matchups last year, and although Allen's a different type of runner than a Lamar or a Kyler, uh, but a big reason why the Patriots did have some success against Lamar, even with that depleted defense last year was because Kyle Duggar had, I would say probably his breakout game, at least in terms of the national attention on him from that game playing as that force or contain player on those option plays to keep Lamar Jackson at bay and force them to give the ball to the backs instead of having Lamar get out in space. So when I look at some of these read option or design quarterback type of runs that the bills have been deploying Duggar and, and Phillips also as well playing in the box and being more athletic and being able to, to keep up with some of those option schemes, I think is going to be critical. You mentioned the, the struggles the Patriots have had in the past with those. Well, I wonder if some of those struggles are because they had these big linebackers out there like Hightower mm -hmm. and Bentley trying to keep up with these quarterbacks and, and these run schemes, whereas now they have that ability to play that three safety nickel package with Phillips and Duggar closer to the line of scrimmage as a little bit more athletic force defenders and guys that can keep things uh, inside and push it back towards Godshaw and guy and the big boys in the middle. So I look at it. If Allen's going to run with the pop with the football, I think 23 Duggar is going to be on his, on his heels pretty much the entire game. Yeah. Well, hopefully he doesn't get fooled like he did a few times against the Colts like on that touchdown the Patriots special Kyle Duggar had no clue what was going on yeah and even though he was the safety on that or basically the linebacker on that side of the field uh for me I really want to I really sort of want to go to the offensive line versus the defensive line matchup and I could mention how Mitch Morris their center is god-awful and uh you know how the Patriots should win that matchup inside which means they'll be good uh on defense but you know if this is going to be a Josh Allen game, and one thing I wanted to touch on that I, I forgot to is that, you know, in this game, if Josh Allen is who a lot of people think he is, Buffalo Bills fans, my guy Chris Sims, who I love his work, but I think he's way over the top on, on Josh Allen. Everybody else who thinks Josh Allen is this great thing, and there's no question he's probably the most talented in all area quarterback in the game. He's among the most talented quarterbacks of all time. I'm not a moron. I don't dispute that. There's no question about that. I still see him as more, you know, bad Brett Favre than, than anything else. But uh, if he is who everyone thinks he is, A, he wins this game. B, he's prolific in this game. And to me, that means that Stefan Diggs has to get loose and he has to also have a huge game. And it's another matchup with J.C. Jackson. To me, yeah. if the Bills are going to win this game, it's Diggs versus J.C. Jackson, and I can't wait for that matchup. We were robbed of it on Monday night because of the weather, but that is a an elite get your popcorn, watch the matchup between two guys. I hope Bill gives it to us and doesn't, you know, do the, oh, well, we're going to put um, Jalen Mills on him with a safety over the top, that type of thing. Like, let us have it. Let those guys actually, go at it. Because mm – -hmm. 
Gabriel Davis gave Jalen Mills some problems. Yeah, right? he, he did. Touchdown <laughs> on the slant. And uh, I, Gabriel Davis is a good player. I, I think that he's a good receiver. He's not Stephon Diggs level, obviously. But I do wonder if at times this is the old double the number one with the, your number one on the number two like they've done in the past. They haven't done that yeah. as much recently, right? Especially with Gilmore. I feel like Gilmore got the number one guy. They trusted him to take the number one guy by himself. But We'll see how much Bill, how much faith, maybe it's more about Jalen Mills than it is about J.C. Jackson, but I, I, I'm interested to see if there is some times when they put Jackson over on Gabriel Davis and, and roll the coverage over to Jalen Mills with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and I do think they, they, they have started to play a little bit more man uh, in the past couple weeks, and, and maybe that was, you know, the Bills kept threading that seam, you know, gave – Gabriel Davis caught the touchdown. He should have had another touchdown. I thought Mills got a little bit a bit away with uh, holding slash pass interference, and I'm surprised they didn't go back to that uh, on the yeah. final play. Um, so yeah, we could see more of that. You know, that's a good call. I mean, if they because I think the Patriots they know everybody was like, oh, they play a lot of zone, and then of course they zag to that and play a little bit more man and mix in more man. If they do go more man in this game, yeah, I think that's a good call that you put you put Jackson on Davis and then sort of bracket uh, Stefan Diggs and, and then, you know, make Josh Allen throw underneath to make a living with Dawson Knox and uh, you know, whoever else he has. Right. Um, so moving along, um, cause I got to get out of here and go to my kids hockey game. Um, so the bet online line for this game, the Patriots are favored by two and a half uh, at home. Um Evan, what I don't know if you've made a call on this game yet. Um, you know, which way are you leaning on this? I also feel a little bit skeptical of the Patriots in this game the same way you do. But I look at that last matchup. I look at what Josh Allen has put on tape the last couple of weeks. And I just don't see him having the patience and the ability or just the trust in himself or whatever it is to take a profit, right? To just take the underneath nope. stuff and dink and dunk his way down the field. He wants to hold the ball. He wants to extend plays. He wants to push the ball down the field. And I think that plays exactly into what the Patriots want him to do. If you want to play that type of game, I think they feel good about their coverage guys holding up and, and their pass rush getting home. So I really feel like this game is all on Josh Allen's shoulders. If he's willing to take the underneath stuff and take a chunk at a time, instead of trying to hold out for the bigger play, then Buffalo will win. They had a ton of success throwing that little, you know, hook or, or curl route underneath the defense. Last time they hit it a couple times for some big plays. And then he just was reluctant to throw it. Right. He, he threw it once or twice. They hit some big ones and then he never threw it again the rest of the game. So it does. He have that faith or that ability that wherewithal to do that. I'm still skeptical because I still haven't seen him do it. So that that's really where this game comes down to it for me. And if the Patriots can bait him into holding the football, then I think they'll win again. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm still going back and forth on this game a little bit and I haven't settled on a score, uh, but I think I am going to take the Patriots in this game and I'm going to take them to cover. I, I just think that, at the at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, as long as the Patriots don't fall behind early and make stupid stupid mistakes like they did in Indianapolis, then they have a bunch of different ways to go in this game, especially offensively. Was, and I just don't think the Bills, at the end of the day, they can't stop the Patriots running game. They can't. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't do it on Monday night when you knew they were running every down, and I don't think there's really any adjustments that they can do 
right now to really affect that? Are they going to run through the gaps a little bit more if the Patriots are pulling guards and things like that that we saw in the second half of that game? Yeah, but the Patriots aren't morons. Josh McDaniels is going to adjust. He's going to anticipate that adjustment, and he's going to have you know more stuff, and I think it'll get the Bills out of sorts. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think – I, you know, I think this this could be a real upset scenario uh, with the Patriots, um, almost similar to 2019 where they sort of flumped, uh, slumped down the stretch. Uh, but I think that that loss, I'm I'm sure Belichick was after their ass all week, and and they will be ready. They will be on point. They will execute better this week. They're at home. Noise will not be an issue. So I like the Patriots to cover probably about by seven uh, or ten. We'll finish up here with the BSJ member question of the day. Make sure you check us out over at BSJ. And look, if you're listening, last-minute Christmas gifts, or you can just stock up on them, uh, go over there. Easy way to make uh, to purchase a gift for somebody. You don't need to wait for anything. You don't need to send anything. You go in there. It takes about five seconds. You just, uh, you'll get an email, forward it to them, say, Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday, whatever. So check it out over there. So this is sort of a question, sort of a statement from Pat's fan, 1959. Uh, not understanding how Janu went from being a focal point of the Titans' offenses the last few years, playing around 75% of snaps each of the past three years, to coming here and suddenly not knowing how to do anything right. Pretty sad. Uh, so what I would say about that is, number one, he was not a focal point of the Titans' offense. He was sort of an afterthought in the passing game and it was more of a blocker. And yeah, he did play a lot because they run the ball all the time and he was their best blocking uh, tight end. As to, far, as to what he's done here, his blocking has definitely been subpar. I think he's been battling an injury. I think somebody told me something with an elbow that'll probably need to be fixed in the offseason. That's affected him. Uh, but, you know, it, it, look, Sometimes it takes guys a little bit longer to get the the hang of this passing game. It's not easy, especially for the tight ends in this system. Um, his route running is not very good. I make the jokes, Evan, that you know sometimes when he's when the ball's thrown to him, it looks like somebody's throwing a baby to him. He stops his feet and like stops, yeah. and you know it's like even you know when sometimes he's running on his route and he's just looking at the quarterback for like 15 yards while he's going downfield. When it's like, dude, get to your spot and then turn your head around. Uh, but, look, I, I think he's doing fine. I, for me, the biggest thing with him is I see a, a player who lacks confidence in this offense, and that comes from not having the knowledge that other guys do that you will get for multiple years being in the system, and he ain't going anywhere with that contract. So, look, it hasn't been gangbusters this year. I'm not surprised that that hasn't happened. Um, we all knew that Hunter Henry was going to be a better red zone threat and a better passing threat. Uh, so he has hit quicker, but uh, I don't know. Evan, what's your view sort of on Janu? My concern with Janu is that this is more of a Patriots system problem than it is a Janu Smith problem yeah. in that they have a tr- they have trouble implementing and putting in players like Janu Smith into their offense. And I don't think it's all that different than Nikhil Harry's struggles within the offense. These guys that are not – pure route runners, pure separators, uh, guys that can just go out there like Hunter Henry has had so much success because he was a good route runner and he's a good technique guy and understands what they're trying to do from that standpoint. 
Janu, Nikhil, those guys are athletes. They either need the ball in their hands to make something happen or they need to be trusted to throw the football down the field to them like Mac threw the ball to Nikhil against the Colts, right, on the jump ball. Those are the two ways that they kind of get involved. And I, I don't think it's necessarily a problem that that player doesn't work in the Patriots offense. But when you invest a first-round pick and then give a huge contract to a tight end in free agency and Josh McDaniels can't find – productive ways to use those players i i know a lot of patriots fans will, will hear that and say well maybe Nikhil harry and johnny smith just aren't very good at football but i think you could still there's a middle ground there where they still get a little bit more out of those two players and what they have so my concern with johnny was more about his systemic fit in their offense and not necessarily the fact that he's a bad football player and i think your confidence comment speaks exactly to that and is 100 percent spot on because he feels like he's a round hole in a square peg and he's trying yeah. to figure out how to how to where he belongs in this type of scheme and, and maybe this just isn't the type of offense for him yep i uh, totally agree uh evan thanks for doing that make sure everybody go check out betonline.ag clns50 to receive your bonus uh everybody have well everybody have a merry christmas Evan, I will see you in the press box on Sunday. I can't wait for this game. I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, and that's kind of exciting to have these late December games that, you know, we haven't had for some time. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. But uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, Evan. No problem. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. <laughs>